Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox President Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF. Cameron Brand is with us, Director of Research at EPFR. So much to talk about, uh, China, Japan, Rishi Sunak. Um, but let's start with the markets and the Fed. Uh, the two, the markets and the Fed, seem to have come around now to the realization that front-loading Cameron, which the Fed says it has been doing, is not by definition the whole tamale. Uh, they're, they're 10 days away from 375 to 400 basis points of front loading. The mid and the final stages are nigh. Obviously implied in that is a question that uh, this is the phase that we're moving into. Do you support that, Cameron? Um, well, certainly the consensus is that uh, sort of 425, 450 basis points is, is the peak. Um, and you do have to add in the running down of the balance sheet, which I think uh, is being slightly underestimated in terms of its uh, tightening impact. Um, so I certainly think that the Fed is anxious to pause. Um, and uh, if inflation numbers give them any reasonable room to sit back and admire their handiwork, I think they'll take it. Cameron, I mean, but that would, again, that would be confusing for market participants. I mean, that would represent, in effect, a U-turn. Um, <laughs> again, really. um, you know, at the moment, the, the Fed's inflation-fighting mandate is front and center. But the, uh, the Fed has a number, I think, of implicit mandates as well. Uh, which is sort of taken on in the aftermath of the great financial crisis, and those include market stability and uh, a fairly high level of employment. Um, so I think the moment that it feels it has inflation under heading in the right direction, uh, that it will focus a bit more on those other aspects of the, of the U.S. economy. Um, Cameron, when we look at the Treasury market, it does seem as though there could be some nasty current swelling. We've got data showing market liquidity has recently deteriorated to the lows uh, of March 2020. We've got buyer demand at auctions weakening. And perhaps more strikingly, uh, these trends uh, prompted Janet Yellen to take the uh, unusual step of admitting in public that she's worried about a loss of adequate liquidity in the market. Now, all this is pointing to some dislocation. Give us a sense of what you're seeing. Um, well, first off, I, I think that's right, that, that uh, you know, both the uh, public and the private pension funds are less likely to be providing consistent uh, support going forward. But what we've been seeing is um, definite uncertainty and pulling back at the longer end of the curve. But 
uh, actually a lot of appetite for short-term bond funds. Um, you know, people, yield-starved uh, investors are, are finally being able to tap into something that gives them a, a, a little bit uh, more than a few basis points. So we're seeing a slightly bifurcated uh, market at the moment, um, but I, I expect it to be fairly bumpy for a while. We mentioned that we might talk a little bit about uh, Rishi Sunak in the UK. It, mm-hmm. it seems uh, that markets see him as a stabilizing force. Uh, UK bonds uh, had some very big gains today, driving yields down. Um, is that an opportunity that's, that is, is budding? Um, yeah, I mean, the, the sell-off there, I think, were, was exaggerated. Um, um, it's, when you look at uh, Britain's profile compared to, say, uh, its peers in continental Europe, it's not as if uh, it looks that terrible. Um, you know, that, that said, uh, I think uh, Britain is going to struggle to regain equilibrium for some time. Its borrowing requirements uh, have really been expanding uh, at a rapid clip. Uh, I, I'm thinking sort of 8% uh, of GDP, you know, 8% uh, sort of... Uh, of trade and uh, current account deficit. So, um, <laughs> okay, uh, Cameron. Be, yeah. Yeah. Can I just suggest, you know, okay, you know, we've been d- yeah. distracted, investors and the like have been distracted by the political circus there. Uh, but, you know, you look at the outlook and it's not good. Inflation at 40 year mm-hmm. highs, you've got soaring interest rates, you've got depressed consumer sentiment, and uh, yes. with Sunak, a potential return to austerity here as well. So, is the dollar at the moment actually overvalued? <laughs> against the, the, the shall I say, the pound, is it overvalued? Um, it certainly, I think, has uh, f- further to drop, <laughs> uh, especially against the dollar. Uh, you know, as we said, I think you know, U.S. monetary tightening may begin to slow as we get into early next year, but it still has a bit further to go. Uh, and uh, you know, if, if you're looking at the relative strengths of the economy, there's no doubt in my mind which you're going to choose if you have the option. Yeah. One of the other themes highlighted today that uh, Doug mentioned was that some are saying, like Marco Kalanovic, that the sell-off in China, that it could be a, an opportunity. Uh, but you do have to ask the question of wh- whether or not it's different this time. The president, uh, he's going to be there a long time, and this campaign to rein in the private sector is probably not going to go away. No, I don't think it is. And certainly we've seen surprisingly robust flows to dedicated China equity funds um, pretty much all of this year, uh, with the recent flows being driven by the hope that once he had consolidated his power uh, at this Congress, that he would uh, be much more comfortable uh, taking his foot uh, off the, the, the COVID restrictions. Um, you know, that, that said, um, I agree, uh, and there seem to be a significant numbers of investors who are also uh, seeking China exposure because they think the sell-off has been uh, overdone. Uh, and there's also what we're seeing is strong domestic support. Uh, Chinese uh, investors don't really have many other options at the moment, given the, the vicious Cameron. on real estate. Thank you, Cameron. Cameron Brandt there. That's all we've got time for, Director of Research at EPFR, getting the latest on the market. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, 
A thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.